0: I would recommend showing your uh, preteen, early teen children this this show.
1: I don't
2: even know seven guys that I keep together. Cox fourteen.
1: Welcome, we are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am, once again, your host, Brian Beckner. Episode 101 of the show, 101 episodes in the books, or 100 in the books. We're on to the the second century of shows here, and so, so, so much to get to today. Um, A lot of correspondence re our 100th episode. The Beverly Hills 90210 episode. If you haven't checked that out, please do. We're not... No more shows for the rest of the year, so you guys have a chance to get caught up on everything that you're behind on if you're not hashtag Team Current episode. So get, get with that. Would love your thoughts on episode 100, the 90210 episode featuring our close friend of the show, Travis Rogers, Working Blue, which everyone loves. Um, and a special episode of the show... Today, as well, as we will be discussing the timeless Christmas classic, A Very Brady Christmas. Uh, before before we do that, though, a couple sports stories to hit on, a little bit to do. Let me give you the email address if you want to reach out. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com is the way you do that. Uh, you can also leave us a voicemail, some good voicemails on that 100th episode. I thank everyone who reached out for that. Uh, 949-464-TBLS is the number if you would like to leave us a voicemail, a brief voicemail. As always, I implore you to like our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Interact with us there. That is where most of the non-show interactions occur. There and Twitter, of course. Uh, Joining us now is a big show today. A lot happening. Joining me now, as always, Ed Daly, co-host of the program, Ed how are you? I'm doing well. I'm I'm excited for our special guest. Me too. Um, also, I think this might be the third episode in a row. We this is have record breaker. It is. We have the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, Pop Culture slash Bachelor Correspondent on the program for the entirety of episode one hundred and one. Of course, I'm talking about our very own Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy?
3: Hi guys, you can't do a show without me, huh?
1: It's true. It's like you're it's you're like an, an infection. You're like you're like sepsis. You're it's just, not
3: the first time I've heard that. You're
1: just here to stay. And you charmer joining us.
3: <laughs> That's how he talks to me all the time.
1: Joining us, very special guest. If you are someone that listens to the show regularly, you will recognize this person. Of course, I am talking about media icon, a guy that is known around the world. He acts in lifetime movies. He is a special, special human being, and we're lucky to have him. Of course, I'm talking about the great Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you? Hey, y'all. How hey, are Jason. you? Good. Good to have you on the show, my friend. Let's let's get into it. We need to catch up on some emails. Of course, we, we're the the bulk of the program is going to be our discussion of the holiday classic, A Very Brady Christmas. It is holiday season. It is the time when. All of those special. Pro- remember, you used to look forward growing up. and I know you remember this, Ed. Sure. You used to look forward to. I remember there was a the, uh, uh, Yogi Bear Christmas special. Yeah. That was on once a year, and I would fucking get so excited. And I and was. And they probably, had the whole gang there. Like Snagglepuss. Yeah, you were probably and, like 13. 14 yeah i was probably like and evans <laughs> to murgatroyd yeah we didn't have dvrs back then we didn't have vc it wasn't like you could just pop in the fucking dvd or look at it on oh. your computer you had to, you had to dial up into the tv at the exact moment that shit was on and really like none of that stuff was very entertaining but we were stupid and we were children so we would dial into it like it was the best thing ever and i i remember being very excited about a very brady christmas I- and i'm happy to discuss it today yes ed
2: my kids were watching that Yogi special tonight.
1: But like on online. It wasn't on TV, was it?
2: Uh, it was one of those $3 DVD purchases. Shut up. Yeah. It was at like, you know, the Target, you know, when you walk in and they've got all these like random DVDs. It's basi- it's,
1: yeah, it's basically exactly the same plot as The Grinch. There's a yeah, yeah, yeah. guy that they have There's, to convince to like Christmas.
2: The guy is like, you know, two feet tall and a foot and a half of it is beard.
1: Yes, yes. Well, I really like that growing up. Uh, okay, but let's let's get into some emails. Let's let's clean house because we didn't get a, uh to to talk anything but 90210 last episode. So let, let's clean up all of the email correspondence we have here first. Amigos, when Brian brought up his grandma asking that if that how that lady got pregnant from behind. It brought a tear to my eye. Grams de Fools found out about my first three-way. When Grams, this guy's John. How about the he, humble
2: brag of all time, right? Yes, there. this
1: is what people like to do on the show. When Grams de Fools found out about my first three-way, she had major questions on how that is even possible. It makes me sad because I wasn't there when this woman, born in Mexico and worked so hard to get to America, was asking my aunt and cousin how it was possible, and now she's gone. Let this be a reminder to share everything with your abuelas and abuelos. We don't have them for long. Your favorite Mexican, John De Fullerton. This is this is something people like to do on the show, Ed. It's they like to send emails where they just quietly brag about. He all he wants to do is tell us he's had. We more don't know the
2: details ways. of who was in that three-way. Could have you know? been. Could have been Chuck and Steve, could have been on a spit roast. A uh, 3 is not
3: you and yeah. both of your hands, right. FYI. Yes.
1: <laughs> also, that his, a- his aunt and cousin knew about it is a, is a little odd. Would you agree, uh, Jason Stewart?
0: And John from Fullerton, he's my brethren, right? He went to Cal State Fullerton, and every right. time I tweet, he responds. Is like, that true? Yeah, I didn't know that. I don't know if he went there or he just really likes to uh, associate himself with Fullerton and me. No, I happen to
1: know that he did attend Cal State Fullerton. I believe he wrote for the Daily Titan.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I know this gentleman. And uh, that, I thought that email was completely made up. None of that yeah. was true, correct? You, yeah, yeah, I think you're probably <laughs> okay. right. This yeah. sounds like Penthouse Forum type yes, stuff.
2: Yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay,
1: another email. Brian, Ed, and Kate. Rights of Bill here. Hashtag team current episode. Hashtag team every episode. Hashtag centennial team TBL wow. listener. Mm, Hey, Bill. Congrats on getting to 100. I've got a couple of questions for the 90210 panel. This came in post recording of the 90210 episode, but we'll be able to answer these. I was also a show watcher, but had to quit as it eventually drifted too far from what initially attracted me. So question one. What season is where you would tell someone who has never seen it to stop watching? And question two, what character alive at the end of the series is most likely to die first and how would they meet their demise? Thanks, guys. And here's to another 100. That's from At Rights of Bill. Ed, I'll let you go first since you're the expert. What season would you tell people to stop watching the show and who that lived to see the end of the series died first? Well and how?
2: Obviously I watched through the end because I right. had invested so much time. So I, you would I never
1: tell anyone to stop. And also the last
2: couple of years is where Gina Kincaid was on, who was arguably the hottest chick on the show, or at least at least the top three in the history of the show. But I if think... you had to pick a moment where things just turned, took an ugly turn, it's when party guy Steve Sanders started shacking up with single mom and eventual two time Oscar winner. Hillary Swank. Wow, Carly, wow. she was awful, and that, and that and that dom- that domesticated Steve Sanders because he's shacking up with a crummy Hillary Swank. Um, as for who would die, that's an easy one. Dylan McKay. Oh yeah. You know he, he, when you're he, hooked he, he on smack, like yeah, the, the odds are heavily stacked against you from kicking that thing for good.
1: I didn't realize Dylan McKay was hooked on smack. Kate, yeah. you are also an expert. Would you like to field this question? These I am not questions. an
3: expert. Mm. And I mean, you were a watcher. I was not enough of a watcher to be able to tell you what season. Right. It started wow. to go downhill. Yes. What was the second part of the question? Who, who was going to die? Who lived first.
1: to the end, but would die first. And how?
2: Probably I, gotta, David Silver. Yeah, gotta go, David Silver. Here. He
1: was he was up to some bad behavior. Plus, everyone hated him.
2: Unless somebody just murdered Andrea, which would be justified.
1: Well, she could have died of old age. <laughs> she could have, yeah, she could have died was of David old age in college still on
3: drugs. I feel like I, I he would he have a re- I think he would have a relapse. But I
1: feel like as every new drug came on the scene, he would get on it. Right. So he's probably on oxycontin now. Yeah. And died of it. Yeah, I that. would say an oxy OD. Jason Stewart, you, were you a 90210 watcher? <laughs> um no,
0: I did, but it was much more casually than than you guys. I was impressed with the last podcast. Your knowledge and depth well, was mine. impressive. Well, the the G- podcast G- in general's oh, right. Ed, depth. Ed and Travis. Our
3: collective. Ed and Travis. It,
0: it was, for it, was sure. it was it was, it was impressive. I, yeah, I, the, I I definitely take kind of a your uh
1: uh leisurely right. interest in it. Right. You know a little bit, but not a lot, which is which is respectable.
0: I, 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 I like the, the one best. uh could I point out though, and this yes, is just this, a, this is a sidebar. I did like the one episode where um where the students dealt with issues that were well older than them like they dealt with real adult issues that high schoolers would never be faced with do you remember that one episode
1: oh good one (laughs) good one now jason you travis noted that he would watch 902 in his dorm room with other dudes you are famous for watching pornography in your dorm room with other dudes is that is that so similarly while he was getting ready to go out, he was watching 902 and 0 with his bros. You and your bros were watching porn.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I could claim that my activity was very masculine.
1: That's right.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, okay. everybody, everybody get out the dicks. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> totally, totally cool.
1: <laughs> Not gay in any way. Okay, here's another one, guys. 100th episode was knocked out of the park having Travis show his more mm, seedy side is a real treat when you drop the refund gap reference the what specifically timestamp 4355 when he drops the oh keep it up lots of laughs thanks Pete uh here's another one ballers this episode was outstanding. I can't wait for the link to Beckner's workout video. Will his trainer get jail time for her incompetence? I also, I will also purchase some of that rye and a baller shirt. That's from Andy in Denver. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Andy. She, she, sh- she should be in
2: trouble for that.
3: I agree, Ed. Oh she better not ever cross paths with me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> You're
1: not. I have
3: some words it for just, her. It,
1: it's an unfortunate situation. I agree. Uh, okay. Here's another one. Brian slash Ed. You mentioned nipples the other day, and it got me thinking about the two biggest cleavage letdowns in my limited memory. As we all know, nipples can make or break a pair of melons. You know, melons, great, that's... I've no not ca- heard them called melons no in a while because no one calls them well, melons. I like it. I'm, I, I give them props I'm, for that.
2: Yeah, I'm in favor of bringing back the 1987 a- reference. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nib- nipples I like
1: can it. make or break a pair of melons. The if you're
3: t- a guy out there, don't ever refer, don't ever say to a girl like "nice melons." Okay. How about that's, yams? That's a tip from me, yes. from me. From me like you. Free yams. tip. Is
1: that all right? I just, I go with the old school, the 50s cans. Cans. You know can- yeah. Look at the cans on that one. No. Yeah. No. The two pepperonis that stick out for me are Marissa Miller and Emily Radakowski. Someone told me there is a surgery that can be done to fix this. That true? Maybe a question for Fancy. Best, Reed Houston. Okay. I Emily Radakowski, I don't, I can't, I think I would have noticed if she had odd nipples because she's got fantastic tits. Yeah, she does. She's fantastic. really got some of the best tits going. Not the best. Some of the best. <laughs> I'd like to, um, can
3: I just step in here? Yes, I've st- actually seen, long time ago though, I've seen Marissa Miller's um, boobs, bare boobs in person. What?
1: Do tell. She Where? She did a, she well, did a photo
3: shoot for a website that I worked for years ago. That I was creative director for the photo shoot. Yes. And it was a bikini Shh. shoot. It was before, long before she was a um, sports illustrated model. Blink.
1: Fancy sauce dropping <laughs> names again. Okay, continue.
3: I'm not dropping names. Yep. I'm just, you know, I've got, no, some, context okay, go yes. got some context here. Okay, go on. I got some context here. I've seen her boobs and they're small but per- perfect. Small? Yeah, I on wouldn't the small say side. small. Is I right
1: wouldn't that? either. I mean, well, well, some people like, like Tommy Lee. Would medium. see medium. P- Peter North's cock. She has some perfect and he would be medium. Like, that guy's boobs. got a small dick. You know, it's like <laughs>
3: she doesn't have big boobs. She has some medium boobs. I mean, and I they're know. they're pretty perfect. I gauge
1: them above medium. Yeah, they're above uh, medium. And I, I think her nipples are fine. Like I don't I don't have an issue with her nipples, or I'm looking at them here on the internet, and they I don't I don't have a problem with them.
4: So
3: what size boobs are big then? If hers are big. Where do that? what size do they start? I begin mean like getting C, big.
1: C, 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 and, C above. and above it. C Jason, and above is big. Jason Stewart, would you agree? About, Jason, I would Jason raise, raise, big.
0: raise the bar a, a full cup size on that one. So you're, i would you're call with it Kate
1: D big. M- you're you're with Kate McMahon is that D's are big. Yeah, right. I mean
0: C is closer to average, right? No. Right.
1: I mean what?
3: Yes, I agree.
1: Uh, I mean, I, say B's I, mean I think a, C's a, nice, a C is a nice any jig back in a C is Doing good. Uh, Okay. Um, Thanks for the email read. Another one. After Ed so nicely shamed my dear, sweet, crazy mother (laughs) for crushing on Willem Dafoe a few episodes back, I must shift shame to a more deserving person. Neil deGrasse Tyson. In a world full of large egos, this guy needs the infinity that is our universe to make enough room for his. He's bulletproof because he's a scientist for the BuzzFeed and Facebook generation. That might be the, the best insult I've ever he's heard. He's such a piece of shit, this guy. <laughs> People line up to hear this jerk-off debunk Transformers 4. He has universe va- vanity plates for his car. Quote, Folks at home, don't be scared. Old Neil will be fine. This car isn't an evil robot. Come back tomorrow and we'll discuss why the Millennium Falcon is better for space travel than the Starship (laughs) Enterprise. Fuck you. Neil deGrasse Tyson, I hope you get anally raped by a dolphin. (laughs) This is really the only scientific mystery that I want him to unravel. Side note. Don't Google search dolphin rape and leave it on in the background while you do anything. The noises are terrifying. Jake from Jersey City, personal friend of Ed David, lashing out. Wow. My boy.
2: And, and I could not agree more. Uh, <laughs>
1: you also hate Neil deGrasse Tyson? He's awesome.
2: This whole notion that we need to have some sort of rock star scientist, he can go fuck himself, this guy. Because Jake is right. He, he's got to be like, hey, guess what? Star Trek could be you know who's who's stronger who's got more bl- blasters the the uh, enterprise or the millennium falcon like just just use your brain power towards something positive not not being a rock star and the fact that he ho- hosts some sort of talk show anyone who, wa- anyone who watches that is an animal
1: wow wow not popular in the in the north new jersey area well, rock uh, star. fuck you. Jason, jason stewart do you have thoughts on neil degrasse tyson do you also say fuck you to him
0: Dude, it's like you're talking a different uh language to me. I have to, I have to Google Neil deGrasse. Why should I know this guy?
1: He, he's. You a, shouldn't. A, that's he, the point. He's, he's a an astrophysicist. He's an
3: astrophysicist. astrophysicist, and he wears crazy vests. Yeah, he and wears vests. vests,
1: and he's a he's a black man, and he knows about scientists. Gentlemen. Oh, is he? Is he everyone's guest on? Yes, he comes on Bill Maher. He breaks it down. The fucking guy knows a lot about the universe. He has a massive brain. I fucking love the guy. I think Neil deGrasse Tyson is awesome. I disagree with Jake from Jersey City. man. Uh, and although I don't disagree with Jake from Jersey City's mom because I would also like to fuck Willem <laughs> Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, excellent emails from everyone. I really appreciate all the correspondence. Please feel free to reach out again. Mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. We love hearing from our listeners. Uh Ed. This is a sports talk show. Yeah. I know we got to talk Brady Bunch, but there were a couple of stories. Jarring stories. NBA this week that were, yes, as you put it, jarring, disturbing, odd, interesting, both shockingly having to do with dudes named Derek. Please hit us. What is going on in the world of sports?
2: I love follow-up stories. That's true. We, we get we some do. clarity on yep. a story we talked about a couple months ago. Well, here's a follow-up story on our old friend, uh, Mr. Fragile, Derek Rose. His defense Mr. team feels, feels they have a perfect answer to the $20 million sexual assault lawsuit. A sex belt. A woman who says she was the accuser's ex-roommate and co-worker is coming forward to defend Rose, claiming she was with the accuser the day after the incident. In legal docs filed by Rose's attorney, the ex-roommate says the accuser showed her a picture that she had sent to Rose wearing the sex belt, a belt the accuser claimed Rose had asked her to buy. The ex-roommate says she had no idea what the sex belt was, so the accuser explained, A sex belt with two bars for the man to hold enables the man to get leverage and hold the bars during the doggy-style position. Wow. Whoa. Gentlemen. Whoa. I don't think this is going to be a question for fancy. So. Gentlemen and lady. Uh, g- uh, gentlemen, my question to you is this. On a scale of 1 to 10, and 10 being the most effective, how well do your sex belts help you leverage?
1: That's a great point. That's... Now, I'll be honest. I had before this week never heard of a sex belt. I feel like I'm pretty well-versed in the sex toy market. I thought I knew what was out there. I've never heard of one of these sex belts Jason this is Stewart is essentially
2: a saddle, right?
1: I guess. Jason Stewart, you watch a lot of pornography. You watch it with other dudes occasionally. Tell me, are you familiar with the sex belt?
0: Never heard of it, but my answer to Ed is 10. <laughs> Full <laughs> leverage.
1: Oh, I see. I've Googled it. It's got it's like it basically turns your chick like into a motorcycle. Like imagine like handlebars on her waist.
3: Why do you need the handlebars? Why I, can't you just hold on to this? Her? Is my
1: this is my one. This is what I wonder.
3: So dumb
1: about like I don't I don't feel like anybody's got really any problems like maximizing thrust without the sex belt. Kate, do you agree? Yeah, I, I do. It seems restrictive
0: say. to me. It, it seems very restrictive. Like you're not given a lot of. Uh... What a latitude.
1: It also, and it seems to me, and we all know who is on the cutting edge of deviance. And of course, I'm talking about the gays. It seems to me that this would be a gay man's idea of a sex toy. Because they're insatiable. They love, love, love oh, to what? have sex. And they they, Maybe they couldn't thrust in deep Maybe enough. it was
3: a crossover item. That's what
1: I'm thinking. I'm thinking it started out as a gay man's item and... And Derrick Rose's chick turned him onto it. Would you guys agree?
2: Well, well there were a lot of dudes with Derrick Rose that day.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? So were, there was probably a lot of equipment changes.
1: Yeah. He brought multiple dudes over. Maybe, maybe that was the issue that they wanted. It was easier to do the pass around with the sex belt.
0: Well, according to Urban Dictionary, and I, you know, when I was doing a little research for the story, yeah. I, w- I got caught up on a term, and maybe you you guys you guys are younger than me, so maybe you know the term um, train or uh, they trained her or got, got ran on a train. a train or something ran a train yeah ran a train mm-hmm. and yeah and so you you need you need at least seven guys according to Urban Dictionary you need seven. No more than seven
1: guys to qualify as a train
0: oh
2: i don't, I don't even know seven guys so no that i don't either
1: i don't i i wouldn't want to see i that feel many like guys it's n- more
3: than two guys i
1: wouldn't want to see that many guys naked i wouldn't want one to see i want to see one naked. guy
3: yeah you guys better stop watching porn yeah because there's naked men i think there.
1: that's that's the benefit of a train <laughs> what, say that again jason
0: that's the benefit of the train though, Ed. You don't need to see the guys naked. Like I guess um, you know, a gangbang is like everyone's in the room at once oh, yeah. going at it. The train is that they take turns, one in the room, the rest outside oh, the like, room. It's like tag does, team. Does does, yeah.
4: does the first tag guy wear a
0: Back hat?
1: Again. The <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this the, conversation. The first and last guy. It's ve- it's a very, very odd story, but I will say this. The, his Derrick Rose's whole thing is that this was a consensual thing, and it sounds like it may have been, especially if we're, lit, if the roommate is to be believed. And his thing is that she is sour that he didn't pay her back for the sex belt. And this guy's got a fucking twenty million dollar a year contract. Also, what does
2: sex belts go for?
1: I mean, that can't be more than like forty bucks. I'm thinking a hundred tops. Okay. This guy makes $20 million a year. Also, he's met some floozy that's down to fuck him and all his bros. I feel like he should be a little more thankful and spot her a C-note for the sex belt, right? He's a cheap bastard.
2: Yeah. And after Derek Rose and Seven Buddies are through with her there. I'm, I'm guessing she needs the $20 because she's wrecked.
1: I feel like they, these guys would get their... They're bringing enough that they're They're getting maximum thrust with or without the sex belt. That's for sure.
2: I want, I want an interview with number six and seven.
1: <laughs> what was going through your head? Tough game of rock, paper, scissors there. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. Uh, okay. Rose Ambo losers. Always S- went
1: paper. Speaking, speaking of da- – oh, you've never seen my all-scissors gambit.
3: Those guys are all
1: gross. I agree. I, I, I have an all-scissors gambit that's un- unstoppable, Ed.
2: I'm, I'm actually a rock guy. Paper would beat me.
1: Oh, yeah. Really interesting. Uh, okay, speaking of Derek's Ed, you're a huge New York Knicks fan. I only recently yeah. discovered that this guy was on the Knicks now. Uh, and he's, he does a good job on the second unit. Former, like, third or fourth draft pick, Derek Williams. What's going on with him?
2: Well, after his Knicks beat the 76ers last week, Derek Williams celebrated by going to the up-and-down club. There he found some women to come home with. That sounds like a dirty place.
1: Yeah, it certainly does. Ed, you live in the New York City area. Have you you been to the Up and Down Club?
2: I haven't been to a club in 20 years. Okay, continue. Uh, But after a little partying and quite possibly some up and down action at his home, uh, everyone uh, went their separate ways and went to sleep. The only problem for Williams is two of the women left his place with a Louis Vuitton case full of $750,000 worth of jewelry and took it.
4: Uh, Williams notified
2: notified the police, and an investigation is ongoing. Although they suspect they didn't use their real names, Uh, Brian, Jason, and Kate. uh, For ice aficionados like yourself, uh, where where's the best place to store your seven hundred fifty thousand dollars worth of jewelry?
1: Oh, it's definitely on the floor of the closet.
3: In the freezer.
1: How, I mean, the other ice. how about I say? Get it? <laughs> my guess, my guess is that after these hoochie's made off with all his ice and his thick ropes, that he, before he even called, assuming he had insurance, before he even called his insurance agent, he called his ice and thick ropes guy to order seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. more dollars my question worth of ice and is ropes. Is
3: why wasn't he wearing all of his jewels
1: right while well, he
3: was getting yeah. busy? Because.
1: Right,
4: you
2: get down to your dick and your diamonds. That's the whole thing for guys like that. You can't, you you don't take that stuff
3: off. Wear it all.
1: Yeah, exactly. Wear all the ice. Huge fail,
3: and you you got what was coming.
1: Jason Stewart, you mix it up. You are a guy. You probably have Derek Williams' agent's phone number in your Rolodex. You are connected. You are a man about town. You've been in the fucking sports business for longer than any of us can remember Tell me, you you know guys that rock nice tickers. You know guys that are living the baller lifestyle. Does this surprise you at all to learn an NBA player had three quarters of a million dollars worth of ice on the floor of his closet in a suitcase?
0: Not one bit. And I I wouldn't doubt it if he was wearing it in the club. Like, I don't think that they go out with uh, at least $250,000 worth of jewels
1: on them. That's right.
0: Now... The thing about the story that kind of um raised my eyebrow a little bit is that he was questioned, I think, the next day at practice or whenever, whenever the story broke, he was questioned about the incident. And he's like, I don't have any comment on that. It's still up in the air. Like it's like it's plans for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, still work, we're still working on that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. He he's very nonchalant, about and he's
2: it. he's a backup, and this is yeah. not a problem for him. Yeah, but he I was mean,
0: a he was a top three pick, right? Yeah.
2: He was I get it, but I'm just saying, like Arizona. that's how that's how good life is. That like you're a backup in the NBA and a quality backup at this point. The he was a shitty good. starter. Yeah, but like the money is so good for this so guy good. that like like if if somebody just robbed me of seven hundred fifty thousand dollars, I would be like a little bit upset.
0: Yeah. And, the, and the the rumor here is that the the two women have run a road game and isn't there there's a report out that there's kind of like a, a there's a serial uh there's a serial nature to this that they do this that they they bed rich men from clubs and take their money or jewels or whatever this so uh, sure. is this isn't like the last or the uh, or the first that they they've done this a, sounds
3: like a pretty cool run of the mill opportunistic crime to me. Yeah, sounds
2: I mean. wouldn't like it be cool if a sex down. belt was
1: involved? Yeah, what what if he's like I'm mostly concerned like yeah you guys can keep the my, the Rolexes the the thick ropes I'm really just concerned about getting my diamond studded sex belt back <laughs> because Derrick Rose is bringing a hoochie over this weekend and we're gonna need that we're running I really we're running like train. It.
0: I yeah, I like it when these athletes or anybody else for that matter does something stupid like this. I really do feel like like you're kind of like giving back to the economy. I mean, those women are gonna somehow uh, cash those out. The jewels will recirculate into the system. When these athletes lose all of their money, it's actually good for the economy.
1: Trickle down economics. I root for that. I get it, Jason. Okay, guys, we need to talk about... I know that's what everyone's tuned in for. It is time. We need to talk about the a very Brady Christmas. It is Christmas time. But before we do that, Christmas came early for myself and Ed Daly. Oh, my. Delicious. Our dear friends at Herman Marshall Whiskey hooked us up with a little bit of the single mar- her- single... Malt Herman Marshall I didn't even I wasn't even aware that they had a single malt product this, Ed
2: yeah, it was a Christmas miracle
1: it was it's the it's the best Herman Marshall I've tasted so far you guys Ed and I aren't lucky enough to reside in Texas. Kate McManus doesn't live there either Mm-mm. Jason Stewart he lives in Los Angeles. None mm-hmm. of us can go out to the store right now and buy Herman Marshall whiskey. You guys live in Texas where Herman Marshall like freedom but through the miracle of podcasting we're lucky enough to taste that precious texas single malt and the bourbon and the rye on the regs i take my neat because it's delicious sometimes i put it over ice occasionally i'll mix it with a bit of ginger ale i mix it up i don't care i love it i drink it every weekend i love herman marshall whiskey it's the official whiskey of the baller lifestyle podcast we love having them on the show. That's because Herman Marshall's committed to making the smoothest possible whiskey while ensuring rich flavor and aroma. You guys know I'm into authentic things. Grass-fed beef, three-cord rock and roll, Melissa's Miller's Medium-Sized Natural Breasts, and Herman Marshall Whiskey. It's my go-to whiskey, and it's distilled right there in the Republic of Texas. Go out and pick some up today. Herman Marshall smooth Texas bourbon,
3: and shout out to the bourbon truffles from Herman Miller.
1: Oh yeah, Herman Marshall's been eating. Not the Herman Miller chair, (laughs) the Herman Marshall whiskey.
3: (laughs) I was just googling Uh, Marissa Miller topless to show you that her boobs are not big.
1: I mean, okay, they're plenty. Agree to disagree. Uh, Uh, Ed, real or fake?
2: Let's go. Let's play a game of real or fake. We got we got two quick ones, and the theme is Christmas. First, we're gonna go Christmas albums. Yes. I'm gonna give you five albums. Okay, you're going to tell me which one actually didn't happen. Okay, 1979, New York Islanders, a Christmas album. 1967, okay. I can never make that up. 1967, have a Jewish Christmas. Okay, that's. 1987, spirit. Max Headroom, Merry Christmas, Santa Claus, you're a lovely guy. For sure, that's real. 1994, Luther Campbell. Christmas at Luke's Sex Shop. And 1988, Alf, A Merry Melmac Christmas. Mm. One of those
1: is fake. Okay, guys, I'm, I'm going to need some help on this one. I'm going with the Luther Campbell one. I'm
3: going to go with Alf because there's no way Alf has a Christmas album.
1: Jason Stewart?
0: Yeah, the, the Alf sounds like the most believable oh, of
1: all. Also, so- I, made, I made fun of Jason Stewart this or, or Ed Daly this week Uh, on twitter for um he wouldn't be able to hang out with the crew on 90210 because he would need to get home to watch alf so i feel like alf is stuck in jason stewart's head and how did i respond (laughs) you're (laughs) you're too young you're not in your 40s you're too young to have seen alf yeah it
2: happened it happened when i was 10 (laughs) yeah it's not like you were when you were you know much older it's not like you were slaying chicks at that time either no i I, I watched alf Alf was like a
1: midweek show. That was like, a great show. What else would you
0: do?
2: Yeah, it was a time. great
1: show. Alf's a fantastic show. I'm not, yeah, I agree. Uh, okay. Is that is that a, uh,
0: was Wait. that a true story, Alf? Yes, yeah,
1: it, it was. was. It yeah. was. Based yeah. on a
0: true
2: story? He, he
1: yeah. ate cats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Which is it?
2: Uh, fake one is the Alf Christmas. <laughs> oh, I knew it Ding, ding, <laughs> I knew ding,
1: it. ding, ding, ding. <laughs> All right. Um, hold on. Is... I told, I, uh, a Two Live Crew song came on at my gym the other day.
4: What? Look, and look I stage. was like looking around, so like horny?
1: they were like playing like Spotify or something, and it was like old school rap, and a uh, and a Two Live Crew song came on, and f- all of their songs I'm reminded Filthy. are basically about committing fucking rapes. Like <laughs> it, this is not this was not cool what this Two Live Crew was up to.
3: Yeah,
1: it was a That's little yeah. bit.
2: Yeah, yeah they were very rapey. Okay. Uh, well, yes. Well, while we're talking about sex, I've got. Uh, mostly real and one fake, uh, Christmas porn.
1: Oh, I love this one. Oh, I I actually have seen a Christmas porn featuring a, a elf that was sexing everyone. Okay, go on.
3: I wish you didn't tell me that. All right,
2: it was a long time. I've I'm gonna give you a bunch of uh porn titles. You're gonna tell me one of them is fake. I saw mommy eating Santa Claus. Real. It's a it's a cumderful life. Barely barely legal bitch that stole Christmas. Santa Claus is coming all over town. Spend Xmas in my ass. Yo 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 Yo, a very black Christmas tale. And Tranny Claus.
1: <laughs> Tranny Claus? Okay. It's either Tranny Claus or it's a Cumberful Life. Kate McManus, what say you?
3: I'm gonna go with the yo 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 one.
1: Jason Stewart. Uh, the cumderful that that doesn't
0: that doesn't work for me. I like to call. I call
1: agree with someone. that one. It's a cumderful Life. Yeah, idea. you're right. It, <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, okay, Ed, you got one more? No, that's all I got. Okay. Excellent job. Herman Marshall Whiskey. We dig things that are real. Okay, guys, it is time. We need to talk Brady Bunch a very Brady Christmas.
4: Here's the story of a lovely lady.
3: Who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold. Like their mother, the youngest one
1: in curls. Guys, I don't know. We, we talked earlier about how we used to uh, wait for the Christmas specials to come on. The stupid claymation ones. The worst of all, of course. Those
2: dumb raisins.
1: Yeah, a, a, a Charlie Brown Christmas um the we talked about the yogi bear one rudolph the red-nosed reindeer all those this one came out in 1988 and i'll just give you a little a brief synopsis of a very brady christmas came out in 1988 made for tv movie based on the brady bunch starring most of the original cast robert reed florence henderson Ann b davis barry williams maureen mccormick christopher knight eve plum and mike lookingland Susan Olsen, Cindy Brady, was not available as she was on her honeymoon with her first husband at the time. She was replaced by Jennifer Runyon.
2: Major upgrade there.
1: What up? The film also incorporated two cast members from the Brady Brides, which was apparently a thing. Jerry Hauser and Ron Kuhlman, who were the two husbands of Jan and Marsha. The plot of the movie we will get into, I will just say this. When the movie first aired, it was the highest-rated TV movie of the season, with a twenty-five point one rating and a thirty-nine share, which is basic, which would like that's insane, blow away Sunday Night Football these days. Like that is a massive rating, but ultimately finished as the second highest-rated TV movie of the season. Uh, they, based on the movie, they launched a. TV show in 1990 The Brady's which was based on the characters adult lives it did not do well only six episodes were produced it was right around the time of 30 something so they started calling it Brady something uh, didn't didn't work it ended we, we should talk about the movie because it is fantastic it is a holiday classic and it starts out Mike and Carol as it should the Brady parents that you know they're Their significant others died back in the 60s. They moved on and they started a new blended family with three boys of his, three girls of hers. And now they're empty nesters and we catch up on them. They start the show, start the movie, and they're exercising together. They're riding (laughs) exercise bikes and I feel like we need to begin with the fashion, the 1988 Fashion, Ed Daly. Your thoughts?
2: Carol was very eighties dressed, and it seemed, uh, you know, it wouldn't totally work today. But like, it was what a woman in the eighties wore.
1: shoulder pads.
2: Mike was also wearing what a woman in the eighties would wear. That's exactly right. <laughs> His Mike, my... the low cut top. None of none of it worked, and
3: a very and, long mm. under t shirt. He had, and a crop top yeah, he jacket. Yeah, he had
1: like a loose-necked t- workout T-shirt, something that you would see Richard Simmons wear. And he, then he had a Lecoq Sportif jogging suit on. And as has come to be known, Bob Reed was a gay man.
2: And he was a gentleman
1: at the Piers. He clearly decided... He was never on board with the whole Brady show. It was... he fancied himself a thespian. He was not one of these people that was down with the silliness of the Bradys. So when he came back, they paid him to do this movie. He had to just decide, I'm going to fucking play it gay because he plays the whole movie as a super gay man. Jason Stewart, your thoughts? Um, On
0: that last point, yeah. I mean, you can tell that the kisses... I mean, this was two hours of making out. There was a lot of making out... And his kisses on his wife were by far the most awkward, unnatural looking kisses of the bunch. No chemistry.
2: And they made they made Carol super randy in this one. She was, oh, going, yeah. for it. Car- she was to, going for Carol was going for every step of the way. He wanted and to get And he's got to his hands office. on his hips and he's like, My stars. Yes, yes. He gives her a kiss. He's <laughs> yes. trying
3: to get away from her in the kitchen. Yeah. He, She's suggesting that they
1: she was go upstairs. Tra- she was Trying to fuck him a lot.
3: He gives her a kiss and tells her to make it last. Yeah. Because he, he's probably not gonna be he, doing that. He again was not anytime into
1: soon. it. He really wanted a spin-off where Mike Brady comes out of the closet and I feel I feel hold on. We have some we have some tape from the producers backstage. This is backstage of the Brady, a very Brady Christmas movie. Let's let's go to the producers right now. Hey Bob, could you uh Butch it up a little bit, and scene. Uh, okay, um, so can we- I point out yes. first
0: of all? I mean, to, to put a button on that opening scene, which was just weird. They uh, they're 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 exercising, and they yeah. share the information that they both got each other exercise bikes for Christmas a year ago. Yeah, and then she, as they're comparing how long they've they've uh, been on the bike for. She says, I've gone two miles. Yeah. What about you? Is, isn't two miles, it, isn't that equal about seven minutes on the bike? Yes,
4: yeah, it's, about it's, that. Yes, yes,
0: I lost track of time.
1: <laughs> two, like a good bike ride's like 15 miles. And she's done Correct. two, and he, he did six. And he was really, really proud of himself. <laughs> Correct.
3: I like when he walks into the kitchen and says in a very gay way to Carol, where is my checkbook with his hand yes. on his hip?
1: Yes, a lot. Yeah. He had that, that hand it. on his Where's hip a checkbook? lot. I love that. I love yeah, that throughout head. the movie. Okay, so they the, the Bradys start assembling the old crew. You know everyone's going to show up. And who shows up immediately? Alice, Ed Daly. What did you think about Alice's cry face when she showed up?
2: My goodness. That was the <laughs> ugliest looking person I've ever seen. We, we now know why Sam the Butcher <laughs> left her. That cry face was horrible.
3: Also, she looks old as fuck. They did not have, obviously, have Botox or, like, retinol skin creams back then.
2: And, and she, she died, like, this year, and she was, like,
1: 80. Yeah, she was, in 1988, she would have been um, 62.
3: also have a question. She comes to stay... And she brings her work uniform with her, even though she hasn't worked for them for X number of years. Well, that, that she immediately puts it back on.
1: That struck me as kind of odd because they immediately put her to work. They send her to the airport. Why does she to, have
3: her work yeah, outfit? Bring home Why the whole does she family? have that maid about, outfit about, with her? How
2: about the first morning they take her in and she and uh, Alice walks into the kitchen and Mrs. Brady has made Mike eggs and like just let Alice stare at it. Yeah,
1: they, they, she's basically an indentured servant.
2: Uh so hey, you could you can be a short, we'll be shoulder to cry on but you're going to you're going to have to earn your keep around here.
1: So we go around the country and we see all of the we start to get a peep a peek peep or a peek into the lives of the Brady children and what they're up to these days. Marsha who's
2: looking good. Yeah,
1: she's held on to her fastball. Like she's not she still looks pretty good. But unfortunately, She's got a sad husband, uh, and she's wearing a pale pink grandma pantsuit. With I don't believe. Why would she marry pads. that guy? Yeah, she's she's hanging Seems out with like her husband. Bad her casting. husband's lost his job. He may or may not be on coke. It's tough to tell.
3: He may or may not work <laughs> I, at Willy Wonka. I feel like
1: he
2: did a, a Miami vice. Yeah, he he worked a lot in that. I mean, he was killer in uh, in slap That's right. But he he worked a lot in that era. Yeah, mostly
1: mostly on coke J- jason stewart your thoughts I,
0: the main issue Marcia. i had with this with this scene is that he comes home to Marsha who definitely is looking hot yeah she looked real good and they have this like inappropriate discussion in front of two kids that, like right. my life is over i lost my job mm-hmm. what the hell are we gonna do yeah. we isn't, no it, isn't it the parents job to be like like the uh right. i don't know the 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 air waitress on the airplane that's not supposed to freak out when, when the plane is yeah. having trouble. <laughs> parent, he's just...
2: parent of the year. He's, he's telling his kids his <laughs> life is over.
3: Also, Wally is a huge baby yeah, about losing yes, his job.
1: Yes. Not
3: and attractive. He's
1: probably worried that he's not going to be able to afford any more perm activator <laughs> now that he's lost his job at the toy factory. <laughs> right.
2: That's some coffee, he's sporting.
1: Big time. Uh, okay, then then we check in with Ed, er, Ed, Greg, who is a doctor he's an he's an obgyn i think we know what that means Uh that tells us what he loves to be around and he's got a soup sifter mustache that's very off-putting and his wife who is the same broad that played the new gidget for those of you from the 80s nice uh, she's his nurse Attractive. Yeah, way badly. more attractive than
2: that guy. Yeah. Is yeah. it
3: commonplace to have the same facial hair as your dad?
1: It was a little weird.
2: Yeah, very weird. They both have the se- same Especially since the dad was trying to tell us something.
1: We yeah, then we move on, we check in with Cindy. Cindy is going to U of A, and this is where we learn we've upgraded from the original Cindy, Susan Olson, to Gwendolyn from Charles in Charge, and I think I speak for all the guys here when I say huge, huge, huge upgrade. And Major. the highlight of the movie. Yeah, for sure. She's a, sure. a hottie. And she's yeah. cute. Right.
3: I love her college attire as well.
1: Well, yeah, that is a good thing. She goes to U of A.
3: The way they've dressed her is hysterical.
1: So you know that she's down for whatevs. <laughs> Like yeah. she, she wants to go on a ski trip instead of going home to her family, and that's not an accident.
2: And, and who's pushing
1: for the ski trip? Her black friend. The, her the
2: black friend. The yeah. lightest
3: skinned I'm, black I'm not, girl they could find.
2: Well, right. Well this that might be the first black person in the history of the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm.
1: I Could think you might be right. Good point. Yes. So
2: like, so the, the writers are like, oh, we got we got to put a couple of black people in here, and then they're like, well, what do we know about? Uh, well, we know about skiing. So all right, have the black girl be into skiing. It's like, yeah, you're not really capturing the the full experience of the black. <laughs> because I'm not saying no black people ski, no. but I know that black people are not the, the people the driving force of the ski movement.
3: Also, the you. other black person is. Bobby's race car.
2: Yeah. <laughs> another great point.
1: Another a race no,
2: car guy. Another
1: excellent point. So uh, the writers' it, room was still very yeah. white. Very white. I would agree with that. Excellent point. Uh, Peter, we learn, is banging his boss, and not, he's another a, good score. He's emasculated by that. She's she's handsome, not bad looking, and but again, he's super put off by the, he's a big baby, just like Wally. He's a real pussy about the fact that his hot boss makes more money than him.
4: Yeah.
0: Which is, which really kind of dates this uh, TV right. movie right. as far as
2: that's,
1: like, I dream. agree. Totally does. Nobody, n- nobody would care about that today. No but one. would. Yeah.
2: You want, you want more money in the, in the, in the household, right. you know? Right. right. Yes, you, you don't want less just right. just for your pride. I'm, and also,
1: I'm rooting for all of us here. Like, also, let's if go, you're a
3: guy that's emasculated by the fact that your girlfriend makes more money than yeah, you, Like, take a don't, good don't you feel look like at yourself. The,
2: the, the people were setting up. Like, they had the set, and they're like all right, We need something for the background out the window, and they put like the middle of the desert behind her office, yeah, huge cactuses, <laughs> something yeah, was, was like, so, like giant cacti. Like, city landscape, yes. and they're like, Oh, well, we, we only have this the desert, and they're like, All right, fuck it. she lit what she works in the middle of the desert.
1: Well, yeah, they're all they're all well, they had to show that they're all spread out about the uh, across the country. Now, along the lines of Cindy and Jason Stewart, you'll understand this, Peter really hung on to his looks i mean this guy's a backdoor slider is this would, he definitely would, is. would you classify this guy jason stewart would you say that he's gorgeous
0: um he's a good-looking guy i could say that he held on to his looks and he held on to his height from the age of 13 <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes he's hey he's
0: still that's the reason why he when wasn't was promoted wife, his uh, girlfriend's job <laughs> he's
2: He's, 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 he's got, there's a glass ceiling on guys' ass height.
0: If he has anything to feel emasculated uh, by is that he's six inches shorter than that. Yes, her. he's he's like five six.
3: <laughs> Can we just backtrack quickly? Yes. When Carol goes to the travel agent and oh,
1: yeah. that hasn't she happened sits yet. down. Yeah.
3: Why does she hand over a cashier's check yes. and say, I hope this is enough for a trip that she hasn't even planned yet right. with right. the travel agent? Right. Yeah. What was how, that?
1: How did she well, know how much to have the check made out for? She just withdrew,
3: she withdrew all the money and gave it to the woman and said, I hope this <laughs> yes. is enough. Here enough is. for what?
0: Yes.
2: We have, we, have, we, have, there's, there's more to be spoken when they get to the, the, uh, the office, but we got to introduce everybody. Okay. Right?
0: But, 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 uh, to, on Kate's point, and again, another peripheral kind of point here is I don't know what dates this movie more. The Peter being jealous of his girlfriend's salary and position. The payphone at the race car track, yes.
3: <laughs> which Bobby the, has all his calls the, forwarded to. Yes.
0: <laughs> or, or people just, using travel agents.
1: Right, right, right. Or paying or. with checks.
3: And well, Carol doesn't know how money works because she's a woman. She's super
1: dumb. Or the or the rose and pastel blue decor in the in the newly remodeled Brady residence. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So we check in with Bobby. Bobby, we learn. Has dropped out of school to become a race tar- car driver. He's as much as Peter has hung on to his looks. Bobby <laughs> looks like he's weeks away from joining Mike Brady in the AIDS hospice. Would you guys agree?
2: <laughs> he's got he's got that Aaron Moran, Joni Cunningham, yes. hair as yes. an adult. Like he's Bad got that hair. fried hair.
0: Yes. It's, it's not looking. He's good.
3: looking pretty NASCAR to me.
0: And I think uh, I think Mark Hamill. After watching this movie, was like, man, Bobby should have stopped doing TV or movies in 1977.
1: (laughs) And speaking of things being dated, I like that Bobby's buddy thinks the Indy 500 is an attainable goal. He's like, that'll probably take a couple years. Yeah, and they're on some
2: dirt track. Yeah, start track. They're
1: like out in Irwindale. (laughs) And I also like that in 1988, aspiring to become a race car driver is like the worst possible thing you can tell your parents. And that he's made he's majoring in business administration. And the Brady's seem to think that will somehow equal a big time Wall Street job like Ed used to have.
2: <laughs> if uh, if that movie was made today, it would be like Bobby's into snuff porn now. Yes, like it wouldn't. Yes, it wouldn't be race car driving. They would they would really make it a little more risky. Bobby's
1: selling meth at the racetrack. It's kind well, of it. that, Then again, he
2: is on a pay phone. So maybe he was doing that. That's a that's a good point.
0: Uh, that, it, it is ironic that Bobby is ashamed to tell Robert Reed that he's a race
1: car driver. <laughs> that's, that's a really good point. Uh, okay, then we move on to Jan, who
3: is rocking her mom's hairstyle. Conti- and,
1: continues it seems
2: like the same bitch she was right, in 1970.
1: Continues to be just the biggest drag in the Brady household, along with her husband Philip who's some sort of an academic and they're, they're having marital troubles, right? Ed? Yeah.
2: And you know, what's also troubling. And this, this is something my parents did with my grandparents. I don't like when the spouses are calling the, the, the other, the other spouses, parents, mom and dad.
1: Also, I don't like that. Carol calls and she's like, how's Philip? Let me speak to him. All right. What the fuck is that? Like, Hey, tell tell him I said hi. You don't actually get on the phone on purpose with he's your the, in-laws. No, he's the man right. of the house.
3: He makes a decision
1: oh.
0: about
3: the oh. trip,
1: wow. not Jan. Right.
3: The Good. mom has to go straight to the man of the house.
0: Interesting. And can I say right now that yeah. Eve Plum, of all the actors here, more than Robert Reed even... T- like I think Fancies herself a very well-polished actress, and she put a lot of effort into like making herself over for this role. She's she's really ugly, and but the, but you could tell the haircut's very expensive, the clothes, the makeup, uh, and she takes yeah. herself very seriously.
1: Well, they're they're she's cashed in full up, character. like they got money, and that hairdo was like straight out of she has to do that yeah, every It day. Couldn't, couldn't be easy to do. Uh, so they all decide it, it's decided. The the mom and dad, Carol and Mike, are
3: will forego their trip to the Orient. Right. Well, but, all right. And so now Greece. let's
1: go
2: back to the travel office. Yeah. They so they each have plans. Like they want to see, do a secretive plan where Carol wants to take him to Greece, which I'm guessing Mike is interested in the musical Greece, not not going to Greece, but <laughs> but, but well, and then you know he what wants was to take her to Japan. In but either way. <laughs> He cashes the check mm. earlier than she does. Exactly. And so they're they're like, uh, all right, sorry, Mrs. Brady, you're, you're, ca- you're, you're out of cash. And they say, you've got $8 in your bank account. Now, these are people in their 60s that have just spent down to $8 to go on a vacation. <laughs> right. Well, they,
1: I mean, no, it's, special no, vacation. That's,
2: well, it's so their vacation.
1: Yeah, J- Jason Stewart's got it. It's their well, vacation it's, account.
2: No, they didn't say that. They said your savings account. So they're saying... They're cool with spending up to their last $8, and, like, I got to think the architecture uh, jobs are are winding down at this point. Yeah, I think— And he's got $8 left, and pretty soon—I mean, I don't know what it, was cost, what it was priced then, but the AIDS medication is going to be pricey, AZT. and he just spent his last $8. <laughs> How
3: <laughs> much do you think they had saved? I'm going to say—
2: $10,000.
1: No,
3: I'm, I'm going to say $20,000. Really? That's yeah. a, that's
1: a baller trip to Greece or a fifteen or or Japon.
3: maybe maybe it was. I'm gonna yeah. say
2: eight to ten thousand dollars, and then they just blow it all. And having yes. kids and their kids, I mean, you're an empty nester. You're living the dream. She, well, now you're now you're
1: bringing all these shitheads back. She sold the land. She's a she's in real estate, and you know she's in real estate because I quote, she said, and I quote, I don't have to go to business today. And you don't have to go to business today, which is a weird I feel like maybe they had some Koreans writing. They they farmed out the script to some Koreans. We go to business? Because I've never heard anyone say they don't have to go to business except for these two. (laughs) But she said that her her she got the commission on the land that Mike Brady is designing the office tower on. Oh, it's double dipping. Yeah, she's double dipping. Very
0: unethical. Very un Brady of them.
1: Very unethical. She just recommended him. But that, that's probably a couple million dollar sale. She she probably clocked 150, 200 <laughs> grand off that deal. Like what are they doing with their
4: money? Mike, we go to business.
1: <laughs> I don't have to go to business. Okay, so every so eventually, and we all know this is the way this is going. Everybody comes to the Brady house. There's a montage. Alice is dispatched. Alice, who does not work for the Bradys anymore, is dispatched to collect everyone from the airport.
0: Get the fuck to the airport.
1: You're on pickup duty. LAX.
0: Why why was she dispatched? Because it will take the entire day to assemble like 10 beds and couches and sheets and pillows that they had. Where the hell did
3: all those mattresses come from? Where did they come from? How how are they storing so many mattresses? They have like a big mattress, like, like storage unit. Great
2: hey, place. Alice, since you can't keep a man happy, we're going to put you to work if you want to be around people on, on Christmas.
1: It was, it was a very strange montage. She goes to the airport to pick everyone up. The The Brady's, the two older Brady's, are assembling the house. They have, like, army cots on hand. They have oodles of mattresses. And despite the fact that they have thousands of extra mattresses to set up around the Brady household... Jan's husband still ends up sleeping on a chair, half in a file cabinet, half on a chair.
3: And Marsha and (laughs) Wally have to sleep in twin beds.
1: Yes, very odd. I did like the montage, though. I especially liked Greg carrying his young adult son off the plane. I I mean, the kid was like 13, and he's (laughs) being toted in his dad's (laughs) arm. (laughs) And geriatric Alice, who's no longer employed by the Bradys, is dispatched to collect everybody.
2: And don't let don't, like, some of the kids let her carry the bag. Yeah, she comes oh, inside
3: yeah. with all carrying all the luggage.
2: Yes. <laughs> Here we go. Hey, go get it, you stupid maid.
1: Then they, they all meet up, and a Christmas tree is collected, and the, oh, douche, the douche chills. boys come in, the gentlemen come in, carrying the Christmas tree. Caroling. All together, caroling along to deck the halls, only to have the women respond to sing the next verse. I felt like I felt but like
2: while, while they're carrying dishes from the kitchen. <laughs> yes. I,
1: like it was, it was awful. I felt like I was at home. I felt like this was everyone's Christmas. Like who hasn't
3: everyone related to that caroled time? in
1: rounds with their entire we extended family. I mean, <laughs> it's funny. I,
0: I, I thought the singing was kind of out of uh, context as well. But then it got me to thinking about episodes like they devoted like multiple episodes to their singing endeavors, whether it was Peter having a uh, sickness and he had the high voice thing going on that one episode. Right, time to change. Oh, yeah. Jesus. And then you had uh, Greg Brady who Johnny was being, uh, being allured uh, to be a solo artist. You had the episode they referred to, which was at the very, one of the first episodes of them singing in the church. It I, it, it kind of made sense to me, and then obviously we're going to get to the point where the singing literally saves a life. Which that's right. at that point it gets a little ridiculous. Right. But go ahead.
1: Yeah, there was it was a musical show, and that's exactly right, Jason. They were trying to tie back to their musical roots when they had a, they had a group like there was a lot of singing going on in the in the '60s apparently, and they were continuing that into the '80s. We we get a little bit of the Story where we learn that Mike, who's building, who's been recommended by his wife, who sold the land, is is des- has designed a building that they're building, and like all shady contractors, the builder that Mike's working for, Ted Roberts, Ted Roberts, Roberts
2: is working on the margins. Yeah,
1: he <laughs> wants to cut some corners, and Mike, <laughs> who, despite the fact that he may have caught the HIV, doing at a secret bathhouse run is very above board on all things.
2: He's at this point, he's probably at least got a touch.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's, he might not be at I full say, blown.
2: I wouldn't say FB, but, but he's,
1: he's got a cough. He's he's on the face. And he's, like, he's seen his doctor about the cough and the cough's going to, and the doctor's going to run some <laughs> tests. That's all, that's all we know at this point. He's not, he doesn't have the full blown variety, but it's close. Uh, so, to me, the, the best part of the movie comes next. And, yeah. And uh, it's when everyone's, everyone's got problems. Wally's can't get a job. He's lost his job.
3: He's still in bed whinging about it. In front of their kid. Yeah. Again.
1: Peter, Peter and Bobby have a talk. And, of course, the, the most memorable scene in the movie. Peter and Bobby are talking about their lives. And Peter... For an inexplicable reason is wearing a nightgown I'm <laughs> and from, for like 10 it, minutes we too. call this it a, was a long scene because yeah. they take it he to has the a kitchen on. yes what what nobody mentions it no one no one is like dude what the fuck are you sleeping in? did you pack that yourself like why do you own that thing is that your girlfriend's what's what so strange he's wearing a long flannel nightgown
0: they how all- about the big uh, how about the big reveal in that scene like um you know i they're talking about. I forget how they get there. Maybe you guys know the exact wording, but it was something about being a famous Bobby, and yeah. Bobby starts like uh, running off, off like, these Bobby mm-hmm. Unser and famous Bobby race car Allison. drivers. Yeah, and that, and Bobby Peter some Peter somehow from that like limited yes. trivial yeah. knowledge of race cars, was like, wait a minute, something's going on here.
3: Yeah. You you're an expert on <laughs> he knew, race car drivers. He knew
1: like two facts about race average,
0: car.
2: Average Miles per hour. Something else. Bobby That's says, possible. yeah, it's
3: a hobby. To which Peter says, if you're spending that much time on your hobby, yeah. how do you have time for your studies? Yeah,
1: they're very... What? They're almost They're almost like... You know
3: two facts about one thing, and all of a sudden it's taking
2: up all of your time. You know when somebody challenges you, you can't look across from them and be like, hey, what, what the fuck's up with that nightgown? Yeah. Yes, yes, I can't
1: take you seriously right now. Then... then they all meet up in the kitchen. Wally's gone down there. This is the most upsetting
3: scene to me personally.
1: Well, this is, this, is a, this is something I've never done in my life. And you see it a lot in TV. And I just don't feel like it happens. People who can't sleep go down to the kitchen and just start stuffing their faces in the middle of the night. That is the opposite <laughs> yeah. of what I would do if I couldn't sleep. Wally goes down. He, For pie. He, get, he gets a pie out of the fridge. That's he, not covered. He doesn't heat it up. He brings it straight to the table. With a huge knife. With a huge knife, and then...
3: For a minute, tries to hide it from Greg.
1: Greg walks into the room. He hides the pie under the table, leaving him sitting with his hand on a giant knife. He's known to be depressed. (laughs) He he, he looks like he's about to end it all. Yes.
3: Or go on a murder spree.
2: If you were married to Jan... That would be a reasonable
1: assumption, too. Yes, but he's married to Marsha. Okay, that's oh, not Wa- the most upsetting thing. The it's, most Wally's upsetting thing. the sad thing. Sack toy guy. Yes, yes. We're getting people confused. K- Kate, you're on to something here. There's more people jo- join the pie party. Greg
3: some pie. Yeah. Greg says, yeah, sure. He takes the pie, cuts a slice, hands it to Wally. There are no plates. There is no forks.
0: Yeah, no plates.
3: The other guys come in. They it's, all get handed a Peter piece of pie. Peter takes a slice. And they hold it in their hands and just eat it. They're all Like handed, a sandwich. They're all
1: handed apple pie into their hands. <laughs> they're eating the apple pie. What the fuck is going on? They're, they're like bulimics or something. They're just, just give me the pie. I don't care. Like, I, I'm not. they're so lazy. And I, like, that they're, I like,
2: this is where they roll out Cindy's uh, lame storyline. Like, they did, they did a good job with upgrading Cindy, but then they couldn't think of a good storyline for
1: her. So she's, she's little like Cindy, yeah.
2: They're like, uh, I wanted to go skiing, and everyone treats me like a baby.
1: I mean, they put uh, her right. at the kids' yeah, that's, table. That's, a good, that's, a that's good pretty fucked line. up. She's the same age as Bobby. But do you think that they were eating pie out of their hands because they're so lazy that they, they didn't have their slave Alice there to get them plates, and they, didn't, they right. didn't know how to do that themselves?
2: That would have been a cool scene if somebody went... Picked Alice's door. Yeah. Hey Alice, we're eating. <laughs> get the fuck up,
3: Alice. We need some plates
2: out here.
1: What are plates? We've never, like, we've where
2: never known where anything goes. Get get your ass to work. This is not a free stay.
1: Uh, so it, we move. They. Everyone seems to sort of work their things out overnight. Over one guy, I can't. I think it might have been Bobby is straight up eating pie out of the pie oh, tin it's Pete, with a, Peter. Oh, Peter, just with a fork out of
3: the tin foil eventually, trays, eating the whole pie.
1: Eventually, after their first slice, that somebody must have woken up Alice and they get some forks no, and No, because Alice doesn't know forks where the pies place.
3: have gone the next
1: day. Oh, that's oh Jesus, that's right. But the, the next day, Carol c- comes in on Jan and Philip. And They're, they're, they're sl- sleeping
2: in a drawer like a Japanese businessman. He's,
1: he's sleeping half in a chair, <laughs> half in a drawer, and when when he goes to get himself up, he inexplicably, inexplicably pulls another drawer open.
3: Above his head <laughs> so <laughs> that he's stuck. Like,
1: rather than just stand up, he grabs another drawer and, and pulls it open. And how about knocking, Mom? Also, yes. Carol Brady comes in, in room, like,
3: and wh- in like two I mean, minutes they solve all their marital woes. Yeah, and they start to fuck and start in front to make of make up, their mom. And she just goes... Right. You guys can be late it's for just breakfast one, and it's closes the door. It's just one scene
0: of maybe six or seven where they just start making out uncontrollably, inappropriately. Yeah,
3: Wally and Marsha at the Christmas dinner table, too.
2: Yeah, their their marriage was just extended to, like, maybe February or March.
1: Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot they were of they hated making
2: each out. Other. They hated each other. Making out's not going to solve this thing. I agree.
1: I totally agree. Uh, okay, what else goes on? Oh, Mike, Mike takes Wally for a run and miraculously their neighbor like owns some big-ass toy company as though there are two toy companies in the United States. <laughs> we all know these it's things right. are fucking made in Taiwan.
2: Right, and, and this guy has such stringent uh, hiring practices that the first guy who yeah. runs by with a blouse has a, a son-in-law and he's yeah. like, you're good. Oh, I'll hire Yeah, we're good. As you, if he oh, does his own hiring play. of, yes. sal- of yeah. salespeople.
3: Yes.
1: Uh, very, very strange. Um, They they have dinner. Also,
3: he's watering mm. his plants with like a watering can.
1: Very, yeah. What no, is that? These are simple people. No wonder he and Mike. No wonder he's so quick to do a favor for Mike. Like <laughs> maybe they both take walks late at night. Maybe they have like a little bit closer friendship. Mike's think, got the uh, outfit. The neighbor's got the watering can. <laughs> a lot of I signs. Think
0: that's. Up. I think that guy has a toy belt.
1: Oh, does he? A, a sex belt. Sex, whatever. Sex toy belt. So they they have they have dinner.
3: <laughs> they have Christmas dinner. Christmas Alice dinner. keeps coming in. Her bad attempts at comic relief are one of the worst things about this.
1: Al- Alice is
2: a real when she mess. keeps
3: coming in yes. and asking about the yeah. fucking pies. Yes.
2: When she yeah, when she's not dropping shitty uh, meat related references to Sam, she's telling <laughs> bad bad jokes. Really And Mike, Mike gives the longest toast in history. Like the food's getting cold and he's still yammering on.
1: Well, he's he's a gay man and they're very flamboyant. They like a lot, a lot of attention. So theatrical. that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, he's, very theatrical, exactly. And
0: then and then didn't he say when he was pulled away that he didn't finish his speech? It's like, how much
1: more mm-hmm. speech do you need?
4: Right. right.
1: shut the right. fuck up. Yes, yes. He really needed a s- soliloquy. He likes all the attention on him. The next day. Mike's got to go. There's problems at the work site.
3: At the business.
1: At the, at the business. Mike has to go to business the next day. Carol doesn't have to go to business. Mike has to go to business.
4: <laughs> Mike, you have
1: business? Mike is such a shitty architect. No wonder they're down to their last dollar. The fucking building. Eight dollars. The building <laughs> that he's designed caves in cuz
3: Ted didn't take his advice and collapses but, like,
2: <laughs> but Ted kind of said I just I I go on the low end of the safety spectrum yeah but like mike designed a building that collapsed on day 1 when <laughs> You know, yeah, if you, if you if you're like designing something like and it's a little bit less than safe, you it would expect It should last some wear more than one day. Like right. it didn't even make it past the building process. Right. Yeah, I mean it would at least stay up a few years.
3: Yeah, it should fall down in an earthquake. Right, right. Yeah, an
2: earthquake. You're like, oh, you know, this is where you should have <laughs> pay, paid a little more on. Right,
1: the building collapses on Mike, and so so, what is could, it? Can I can I add yes. that? Like, yes.
0: so if we're to believe what happened. This building, um, the structure is collapsing, Yeah, it, and two two people that are paid to work on Christmas uh, are stuck. <laughs> yeah, are stuck and they can't get it out. It quickly Doubles. turns instead
3: into of, a coal miner's story. Yes.
0: Instead of calling the fire mm. department or yeah. calling the, the authorities, you call yeah. the the architect. Well, they in
1: call. In what, yeah. In what world
0: yeah. is this? They called Liberace uh,
2: at his family dinner. That's
1: a great point. And then. The building collapses with everyone inside. Mike's in there, the construction workers. And, rather- and by
2: the way, one of the nearby construction workers is wearing white jeans on the job. Oh, that's, not, that's not ideal. No, no. He's probably not serious about his work if he's wearing white jeans. Uh,
1: rather than call search and rescue and get the dogs and whoever goes to Haiti when they have a typhoon or whoever goes to Chile yeah, when they have an First responders. Yeah. What do they do to rescue the guys inside? they have carol break out a show tune
0: <laughs> but i mean they, well, is, they do a little flashback to the singing episode right right but but this is after i mean they are expecting us to believe that these two poor guys that were stuck in there to begin with uh are rescued by mike but they are so selfish that they're not going to help rescue the guy <laughs> that rescued them yeah He's, and part. mike is mike is stuck in the building and again no one calls the fire department. They're, yeah, they're fuck, just standing out there. The news crew is out there for hours with families. Still
4: no
1: police. And no yeah. fire
0: department.
2: Yeah,
1: but because they know they have Carol there to sing.
0: Yeah.
2: And the guys are like, "Hey, that guy was getting grabby in there. We're leaving him in there."
1: <laughs> yeah, he was. He got a little too handsy. That was the problem. Uh, okay, so eventually, Carol's singing save the day. The Brady's were healed as a family. Everything, and you, works you know out.
2: the reason why she signed up was she she said, "I'll do it if I get the big singing number that of saves course, the day." Of
1: <laughs> course, she she was probably trying to work something out where she could get a gig in Branson. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone was trying to make the next step in their career out of this.
3: Yeah, Broadway, here I come. Yeah. Uh,
1: Greg went on to, to box Danny Bonaducci and one of those. Celebrity you know boxing that she things. was
3: pitching right. Brady on Broadway
1: for years. Oh, that's a great point. Right, yeah. that is a great point. Okay, that that's it. That's the that's the end of the movie. Anything else to add? We'll start with you, Jason Stewart. All right. Well, I I
0: had to bring up this note. It's my favorite exchange in the history of the Brady Bunch. It has nothing to do with this movie per se, but um, I I was an avid watcher, and I could say this that. Uh, of all the episodes, my favorite reference is sports-related. Wes Parker was a guest,
1: Dodgers, a guest star famous on the show, Dodger Center Fielder. Yeah. Wes Parker. Uh, oh, I thought Drysdale. First oh, maybe first, first baseman. But,
0: but was, yeah, but but it was Wes Parker. It was Drysdale. We're, may have been on another he, episode. He was, Don't name Namath was, was on another one. Yeah. But, um, Wes Parker was dating uh, Greg's math teacher. Right. Oh. And, right. and uh, Greg's grades were were not well. And Wes Parker pulled him aside and uh, said, hey, Greg, if you get your grade up in math, I'll get you tickets to the big game. Yeah. Which in baseball, there's 162 <laughs> games. And really put himself out there. What is the big game? Which, which big game <laughs> and, is circled on and, the calendar and, in 1969 or 1970? Back
1: then, you could take the whole family to Dodger Stadium for about twelve bucks. Like even a Brady size family. Like it was that's not too big of a score when tickets are going for two fifty. And a big leaves game himself, against
0: the Astros. <laughs> it leaves himself an eternal out because each time Greg would be like, Man, West still hasn't come through with the tickets <laughs> and he calls him up and he says, When am I gonna get the tickets? West could be like the big game, we haven't had the big game yeah, yet. It's right? not the big game, it's the eternal <laughs> cheap game yet. <laughs> but, anyways, this uh, uh, that's my uh my tangential story, and I will say this this was about as expected. It kind of brought me back to the good old Brady Bunch days. There was a lot of nostalgia, cheesy 80s, um, some inappropriate making out, and a couple sexual references that were a little uncomfortable for me, but. Overall, it lived up to everything that you would think a very Brady Christmas would be, and I would recommend showing your uh, preteen, early teen children this, this
2: show. And, oh, absolutely! And uh, just to tell- you know, on the on the uh, Facebook page, or if people aren't on our Facebook, right. ABC Family. If you just do Google ABC Family, uh, very Brady Christmas, they have the link. And just watch even for the first scene where you see them exercising. You- That's well, the two miles yeah you yeah you should that alone is worth
1: watching you should show it to your kids just to show them how much we were starved for entertainment as children because <laughs> this, this got this at, that and what we would, would watch. kill for
4: these days
1: yeah it, it was it was the second highest rated tv movie of the year it was it killed uh kate mcmanus your thoughts your takeaway tell me what did you think of a very brady christmas
3: I think that was the first time I'd watched it. I think I've seen clips before. Did you not have be- this in Australia? We did, but I think that I had outgrown.
1: Right. You were not sitting by your TV. The show by the
3: time that Christmas special came out. Waiting
1: for this to be on like yeah. Ed daily and myself.
3: Um, I don't, the last thing I can think of is I couldn't believe how bootleg their Christmas lights were on their house.
1: Great point. Great point. They had a shitty, shitty Christmas light display in mean, their house. It was a sad, sad situation. It was yes. oh, sad, just sparse, yeah. It, it was like- sparse. The lights weren't lined up. It was just. It looked like Mike had hung them, and he didn't. Obviously, he he cuts corners he on was, the Christmas was, lights. Yeah, the that's right. <laughs> he was not
2: a craftsman. No,
1: clearly for a
3: gay man's house. Clearly, I mean, not. it was
1: embarrassing. Uh, Ed Daly, you have you have encyclopedic knowledge of everything from the nineteen eighties. Give us your final thoughts. What did you think about A Very Brady Christmas?
2: My favorite thing anytime we review a movie or TV show is Battle Royale. Okay. Who wins all right, of all these fight. people? Because I don't I don't see anybody that's impressive. So who who in a fight to death, you put all of the characters in this movie,
1: who wins? Oof. Um okay, I I have one. Uh, okay. Should I go first? Go first, it's clearly Carol Brady. Everyone comes in. They get in a fight in the living room. Guys are knifing each other. Well, first of all, the husbands, huge pussies. They go down first. They're all pussies. Yeah. Every one of them. That Wally gets speared through the neck with a Christmas tree. Jan takes out that Philip because she's fucking hated him this whole time. Mike Brady's cowering a, in a corner. He's got his hands in his head. Everyone's – people are falling down left and right. Whoever's left, all of a sudden – they some, Something, they like feel something, a vibration. They look to the kitchen and there's fucking Carol Brady singing a hymn. It explodes everyone's eardrums. Everyone's heart stops and the the last five combatants drop dead in the center of the living room. Carol Brady wins in the battle royale.
2: Their eardrums are bleeding like in heat when they blast the uh, armored car. (laughs) Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, Jason Stewart, who do you like? I think I think
0: Bobby he, he's a race he seems car driver. Like a brawler, he's, he would win in a scrum. I I
1: will I say this: he, he's, his looks would offend his opponent. He,
2: that's right. He does. He clearly doesn't care about his looks, so he wouldn't be protecting the face.
1: Based based on the airport scene, he only clears Cindy and Alice's height by maybe half an inch. <laughs> he's 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 lucky if he's five four.
0: Yeah, I I, I kind of like him though. He's scrappy, and like I said, I just. Having to look at him would cause you right. to capitulate. Be tough
1: to fight. You'd, you'd hide. Uh, Kate McManus, you are not the fighting type. But if you had to pick one, you're an Australian. You're feral. There's probably a lot of bar brawls where you come from. Who who wins <laughs> in a battle royale between the Brady Bunch <laughs> family, the the cast of a very Brady Christmas?
3: Like I feel like she might seem like she softened, but Marsha. Ran Mm. things Mm. back in the day, Mm -hmm. and she would pick up Mm. her place again, and she would run it.
2: Yeah, and she was flying high on booger sugar for most of the time. Yeah, she liked to do a
1: lot of coke.
3: She she ran that house; she was in charge.
1: Yeah, good for her. She got her way. Yeah, she would get her way. I'd let her have her way. That's right.
2: With with me, Mm
1: -hmm. Ed Daly. Your thoughts? Who wins a battle royale?
2: This is an easy one. There was only one person who did the work around there, Alice. Alice. She carried the bags. She she carried Bobby's bags. Mr. She, race Car Driver couldn't even carry his own luggage.
1: Pussy. He's like 5'1". She knew
2: where all the utensils were. <laughs> she knew where the corkscrew was, the knives were. She knows where the weapons are. She wins. Wow. She couldn't find None, the pie, though. And the first to die, the first to die, are going to be all the husbands, because they were the biggest pussies biggest on Earth. Biggest pussies.
1: That's for sure. Absolutely. Okay. Excellent job, everyone. I really appreciate it. Jason Stewart... Hey, Jason, FYI, yes. we're a couple of weeks out from a new Bachelor. Oh, wow. When, ba- when does that begin? Bachelor Ben.
3: In January.
1: Yeah, I think it's a couple of weeks out. It might be one and of the you- first episodes of the podcast in the new year. Hell yeah. We need to discuss now, The Bachelor. This is The Bachelor show of record.
0: Now, I'm sure Ed already knows this, but Ben... He is so boring. He's, he is, he's a he's a he's a nice guy, a gentle guy. Is he more boring than the the farmer guy you talked about? Well, he that's yeah, he,
1: that's a great that's a great.
3: I feel like he's not going to be as nice as we all think. He,
0: well, I just assume since he's so dull, he's they're going to so really,
1: yep. really like uh, slut it up
0: yes. and crazy it up. I feel like there's going to
1: be yes. a little bit more to bend they need, than they, we think. They need to get some crazy bitches.
0: I don't know how you're going to beat uh, a, one of the featured contestants having s- admitted sex with somebody in during the season. I don't know how you top that, but they have to. So yeah. we'll see what
1: happens. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, so we will have you on for that, Jason, for sure, if we, if awesome. we, can, if we can book you. Thank you very much for doing the show. <laughs> Kate McManus will have to have a look at the new Bachelor field before that.
3: Yes, we for will, sure. We will look Let's to you that.
1: for to provide oh, us yes. with that information.
3: I would love the, to. The
1: the listeners love the Bachelor segments. Ed Daly, fantastic job, as always. Thank Great you. Great job, all of us. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're killing it. I mean, it. it was weird how we sounded so good, yet so good looking. It's really, we're we're a special, special group. And it's like we get better every week. It's ridiculous. It's it's. I'm almost. I'm a disgusted little embarrassed with myself. By it, right? Yeah,
2: it, yeah. A little embarrassing because maybe we we came at it a
1: little too good tonight. We're basic. We're basically the Neil deGrasse Tyson of the podcasting world. Fuck that guy. Like we're we're like so above Why does everyone Ed else.
3: Hate Neil we need to. He's.
1: We discuss it. We're not. <laughs> basically, we all need to get matching vests and just do the show in our vests. <laughs> That would look hot. Okay. Excellent job by all of us. Thank you guys very much for listening. This has been episode 101 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast.
3: And hey, have a Merry Christmas.
1: That's right. Have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, Happy Holidays. All
2: right. I want to say Happy Holidays because I love when people get pissed off like there's a war on Christmas. Like anybody
1: gets off. Happy Hanukkah. I I heard someone say that today where they're like, you're not allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore. And I'm like...
3: I'll say whatever the fuck I sure want. Sure, you are. Like I've Wait, never heard.
1: I've never heard anyone get offended by Merry Christmas. It's not a thing. Also, That's a made up and, thing.
2: And also, like the war on Christmas. Like, do you go to any store in America? Like Christmas is alive and well. Yeah.
3: Christmas. Like, what, is, if there's is
2: a
1: war, war yeah. Christmas is winning. About? I promise oh, no. you. There's there's a fucking war on Christmas, and China fucking won, dipshits.
4: <laughs> there's no fucking war. there's no
1: war on Christmas and nobody gives a fuck if you say Merry Christmas to them anyone no, of any no one faith. One offended no anyone no of one. any faith no one gives a shit say Merry Christmas to who you ever ple- whoever you please nobody cares no, at least of all me uh, okay excellent job everyone for special guest Jason Stewart thanks guys for Baller Lifestyle pop culture correspondent Kate McManus Thanks. For Ed Daly. Thank you. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Goodbye.